Spinning out of control, here we go Foot to the pedal, till it's touching the metal Let's rock and roll, yeah So they need to get them tigers to screech and I beat them Check the flags, last lap, nobody can beat them It's just that it's a party, put it on in the carpool And hear us talk a lot of NASCAR in the audio Singing loud, we don't just want it out of mode We're getting dirty around here, yeah We're in the mall. We're in the marbles Uh, we're in the marbles In the marbles Hey everybody, welcome to episode 79 of In the Marbles with Soden. Ethan. I am Ethan. You can find me on all social media platforms at Viva Ethan. My name is Soda. You can find me on Twitter, X at Soda underscore Hunter. Man, how are you doing? Uh, I've been good. I've been good. You know, we uh, haven't been that crazy lately because of the uh, dogs that we heard last week. Oh, my goodness. That we heard. Yes. I, mean, I heard them. Yes. Coming through the microphone. Thank you. But apparently all the updates with the podcast person, you know, people that we work with here, uh, Alitu is who we work with. Apparently all those updates, it didn't come through on the microphone. Thank goodness. Yeah, thank goodness. Sure. But it made us sound like we were going insane. Well, some, I mean, most of the time <laughs> I feel like I am. So welcome to my world, guys. <laughs> it it made us like legit sound crazy. Like you hear the dogs. I hear the dogs. I heard the dogs. You heard the dogs, you know, but there were no dogs. <laughs> oh, there was dogs. There was plenty. <laughs> heard them for an hour and 45 minutes. I can assure you of that. <laughs> they didn't stop. Okay. It, we're, we weren't crazy. There were dogs last week. That's why all the jokes, that's that's why, you know, Ethan was completely going insane at the end of it. Why I was just having fun with it. I was halfway going insane also because I was hearing them too. Because they were coming through his microphone. I didn't even hear Mac on the show. I didn't, yeah, he I didn't. dropped a toy right beside me. And I heard it clear as day. And you heard it. Yeah. But it didn't come through. So... You know, maybe uh, maybe that's part of the reason why I probably can't uh, play my recorder on the podcast anymore because it doesn't show up. It shows up as background noise. You know, so it, it's good and bad at the same time. We may not have any background noise, but I can't play my recorder. Yeah, so maybe if like the dogs are not an issue uh, this week, but maybe in the future I'll just try to ignore it and hopefully it doesn't come through. But just know if you're listening, hey. Every once in a while, you might hear a dog barking because this is real life and we're not in a studio. <laughs> or Ethan will just slowly go insane to the episode and you'll never know why. Yeah. It's like my brain will melt even more than what it already feels like it already is. So good deal. Uh, 79. Yes. Do you have a driver for 79 because I do. Oh, you know, I do. Every time I get an opportunity to bring this driver up. You I know knew you I'm, would. I, I, knew knew I know it's the exact same one I was thinking. <laughs> You know I'm going to <laughs> shout out to my good friend Jeremy Mayfield and that's 79 <laughs> black and green Mountain Dew Dodge. 
uh, NASCAR Cup Series car. That's my my good friend, Jeremy Mayfield. Hey, you you drive a Dodge, and then you put a soda sponsor on a Dodge. I'm gonna like the car. Yeah. Doesn't matter who's driving it. I'm gonna like it regardless. I love, I love me a Mountain Dew, so <laughs> I lo- I love the paint scheme. I just don't like the driver. <laughs> I I knew you would have that. Oh yeah. But I like I was stumbling across. I found like uh, I found some old Dodge Chargers from like 71, 72. I think one of them was a 68. Oh. And it was some drivers I'd never heard of. And I was like, that's cool. We could use that because there's not that many 79s out there. But then I stumbled across that. I was like, who is that? Jeremy Mayfield. Mm-hmm. Oh, we got to use that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm not yeah. putting his mugshot on the picture, so sorry. Oh, dang it. Come I on. His, I got his car. It might have a jsky.com logo in front of it, but I got his car. That's all right. <laughs> Have you have you been since the dogs? <laughs> Man, there's not enough time in the day. A lot of frustration, but you know what? That's it's neither here nor there. We're we're here talking about NASCAR and Fantasy Cup. We have an awesome, awesome surprise for the Fantasy Cup Daytona 500 prize. We're gonna announce tonight. We're gonna we have an awesome episode, and that's what is fueling me right now. I am super excited to get started. Also, if uh, side note here, if you send me a picture of that, I will put that in the show notes, like send- the so of the prize that you're going to announce later. Yeah, I haven't even. Oh, yeah, I guess I can just reuse the ones I sent you because it's already. Oh, that's right. You sent me. You yeah. sent me a picture. I'm stupid. Yeah, Sorry. no, you're good, man. You're good. <laughs> we all have these uh, moments. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Um. Let's go ahead and uh, get into it. I'm gonna try. We'll try our best not to go longer than an hour tonight. Yeah, I think we can do it. Okay, it's a it's a challenge. Let's of go. course, if we're gonna be 30 minutes in. We're like, okay, we're done. Yeah, yeah, we're we're done here. And you know what? If we're done <laughs> in 30 minutes, we're done in 30 minutes. That's right. Um, let's get into it. Uh, we just had a race at Las Vegas. Viva Las Vegas! So you. Okay, so we're, I, we we sent the show notes to each other here. Yeah, uh, and you put "Great Racing at Las Vegas" as yeah. your title for the show notes. Yes. So, do you think that was really good racing? I thought it was. I thought it was great racing. Yeah, for sure. Okay. I thought they couldn't pass. Oh, really? It didn't seem like they could pass anybody for the lead. You know what I mean? Like. It's is is a very clean air heavy racetrack. Very much so, yeah. And the minute somebody gets behind somebody, you're you've lost all the air, all the, all the downforce on the front end of the car, and you lose the front end. You slide up the track. It seemed like that happened every single time somebody was faster and tried to pass. Oh, yeah. And like, yeah, through the pack, it's fine because it's all dirty air there, right. You know, you get past second, third spot. It's all dirty air. You're you're gonna, you can move around. That's fine, but it seemed like nobody could really pass for the lead, and it showed right there at the end of the race too, because clearly, Christopher Bell was a better car. The way he ran him down like that, mm-hmm. but he just he couldn't pass him without wrecking him, which another driver probably would have. Honestly, you know, I mean, I can think of. Uh, I can think of someone driving a 22 that would have definitely wrecked a five to win that race at the very end. But, yeah, um, yeah. but 
Yeah, I mean, I guess through the field, it was really good racing. It's just, I wish we could get that kind of racing for the lead sometimes, you know? Yeah, I but mean, absolutely. It. Yeah, I, f- I feel that for sure. Um, So, trying to think of some of the things, because I hate that when we record this late in the week, because the race was four days ago, and it yeah. ain't like I've been studying the race every single day since. Right. Like, the big notes that stick out to me on, on the race is the Kyle Larson spin. Mm-hmm. which was not a spin, but also wait. Okay. Taking it back a little bit. I didn't watch the Xfinity race. I did not watch it, but wasn't there an issue with somebody crashing in practice and they fix in their car and then it, it winds up being like what? Six, seven, eight seconds faster than everybody else. As far as like the end of the race. Like, didn't he win by like a big margin? The same person that wrecked their car in practice. Um, so I'm gonna be really transparent with you. Um, I you didn't watch w- it either. No, no, I so I was at work um during mm-hmm. practice, so I don't know if I don't know if he wrecked his car or not. Um, that could, I mean, probably it's you know Riley Herps who we're talking about here. Yeah, I thought um, it was Riley Herps, but um, I don't think so. I, mean, I could be wrong. I could have swore I heard that he could wreck, wreck his car in practice. Somebody was complaining about him on Twitter because everybody's going to complain about something. Right, I right. could have swore he wrecked his car in practice and somebody complained that he won by like five, six, seven seconds, however much he won by at the end. Like, did they not tech that car afterwards? Did they, they sure they didn't find any aero advantage after him crashing? Because sometimes that happens. Sometimes uh, it happens. You know, that's, that's, they used to do that on purpose in points of the, in NASCAR history, like the crew guys on the, on the, would like slam their, like the, the big Jack man, the, like the biggest guys out yeah. there because they have to lift the car in one pump. Right. They would slam into the side of the car, trying to get the fender, um, in on the side of the car to create better downforce. Right. Or to flatten, they would actually try to flatten the uh, right side of the car too. Mm-hmm. So it would get better downforce during the uh, corners. They would do that jump. And uh, yeah. I remember like at one point, Bobby Allison, he rigged his car where his bumper would fall off because it got more speed when the bumper would fell, fell off. He didn't have the parachute, yeah. you know, out the back of it. Like they had the air just flowed right through. Yeah. I, I'm not a, I'm not a hundred percent sure if Riley wrecked in practice, it wouldn't surprise anybody. I don't think, but he didn't win by six seconds. He won by 15 seconds. See, something's up. Which I mean, what that doesn't happen nowadays. <laughs> no, if if, it, if this was 1993, and Rusty Wallace won a race by 15 seconds at like Michigan or something, nobody would say anything because that kind of stuff happened. Right, right. Jeff Gordon would do that. Mark Martin would do that. But back in the day, like the anywhere from I mean, Lord, Ned Jarrett won a Southern 500 by 14 laps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? No. Uh, <laughs> How do you no. make that exciting? I mean, it to watch it just in general, I mean, because NASCAR was in, in its infancy back then. It was like 20-something years old. Yeah. But not not even that, probably. To watch that in, in person, the spectacle of it, and they were very lenient about not throwing cautions and stuff back then, too, because I watched the 59 Daytona 500 special, and that was caution-free. Mm-hmm. but there was a lot of wrecks 
Like there was a lot of, oh, he's blowing up and, you know, coming on the inside. Oh, he spun out and two cars spun out and collided, but they made it back to the pits. You know, there's, there was a lot of wrecks spinning through grass and stuff like that, but there wasn't any stop the race kind of wrecks for back then. Right. Kind of like the way they did dirt Bristol this year. Old school. Yeah. But, um, (laughs) how do you make a 14 lap win exciting? I, man, it wasn't. And, and that kind of goes to what I was about to say is like for the Xfinity series, I was actually home. Uh, this was the day after we went to SmackDown. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I don't know if it was just because of, we got back home at like one in the morning and it was a really, really long drive home. Um, I don't know what happened, but man, I, I was really pumped up about this race. And then I think around a lap 10, I took a snoozer and <laughs> I did not wake up until it was about 30 laps ago and it ran green the entire way. And when I woke up, Riley Herbst had a six second lead and in 30 laps, he extended that 10 seconds. So he ended up with like a 15, 16 second lead, a win. Something's so. up. And something was up. You don't do that nowadays. Yeah. And I mean, come on. Like, who cares? It's it's his mm-hmm. first win. Like, whatever. I, I want NASCAR to be consistent. But I, at this point, just move on. I don't. I That was really his first win? Yeah, that's his first NASCAR win ever in trucks. He did so good in Cup at Talladega. Like, he was there all race long in the top two or three, Mm -hmm. you know, and and got turned right there at the end of it. Everybody fighting for the the checkered flag, you know, but he was he was there and he said himself, like, man, I just I wish I could have got to Harvick better. Yeah, because he would have pushed Harvick to the win. Right. That's what he was saying. You know, like he was that close. He could he could have decided the race. And man, that's awesome that that was his. He wound up getting the win like that. It's it's amazing to me that he hasn't won before. Honestly, yeah, um, he's just struggled so mm-hmm. much in the trucks, and then he went to Xfinity, and he struggled even worse there. Well, it's obvious um, something's there. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, it's kind of the writing's definitely on the wall. You don't, like you said, you don't win by fifteen seconds. You don't win by eight yeah. seconds. Well, uh, but, I mean, uh, I'm talking about more of his talent. I was like, I feel like something is there, whether it's oh, just the opportunity oh, yeah. isn't quite what it, cause it's all chemistry. You can be the best driver in the world, but if you don't have the team and the people that you connect with the best and can communicate with the best, mm-hmm. you're not going to win. Yeah. And plus he's from Las Vegas. So this is like his first ever NASCAR win was at his home track. So him. I mean, it's a Cinderella story that we don't get very much in NASCAR. So like, I'm just, I'm cool with it. Just let it be and, and try to back it up next week. You know, uh, speaking of consistent Ryan Blaney, <laughs> man. So what we're going to, we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit in the, in the Marvels thing, I'm sure. in the, uh, the fancy cup, yeah. but man, that, that probably, at least you only had to redo the points once because you already had them from before. You just had to, unless you deleted it and had to do it all over. Yeah. So I was, you know, and like I said, we were going to talk about this in the fantasy cup. So I did not, I did not convert them back over to where he finished eighth or seventh or wherever he did because NASCAR came out with it on, what was it? Tuesday afternoon when they announced that, Oh, it was our fault. Sorry. You know, we messed up. So, I mean, according to our rules, 
I, it, we don't have honestly though we do not have rules for a rescinded NASCAR penalty that adds points. You know what I mean? Like we have our rule is a disqualification on the day of the race that takes you out of the position. That's that's fine and that happened. But our rule was to kind of stop these Monday or Tuesday uh, penalty, like he got docked because they won't they won't penalize a person's position on Tuesday for the race on Sunday. What they'll do on Tuesday is they'll dock them twenty five points and twenty five owner points and twenty five thousand dollars or whatever. That's what they'll do. They'll take a win away or something for the chase. They'll, they'll make they'll take that win away for the, the chase eligibility if they're if it's bad enough, you know. But they're not going to physically take the points or. You know what I mean? They're not going to change your position from the race. Your race is what it is. This is an after-the-fact penalty. That's what we were trying to kind of keep it away from. But honestly, though, I'm nobody's really nobody really changes anything. Not one. Not not even a little bit. I think yeah, that- there might be a point or two moved because he finished up front. So everybody that you know, that just means everybody that was a little further back, they. Got a point extra, yeah, because they passed at one point because it was not in the five, the five three two point window right there. It was past that, so it was all just one point. So if yeah. everybody else is okay with this, yeah, we'll just leave it alone. Yeah, based um, on his penalty Sunday night. Yeah. So before they were disqualified Ryan Blaney, I think there was only one position in our fantasy cup that changed, and by taking the points or, you know, switching the points after he got disqualified. Um, there was literally no difference. Just everybody was up one point. Mm-hmm. So if I, cause nobody picked Blaney. Yeah. Nobody picked Blaney. If, if somebody would have picked Blaney, it would have been a way bigger discussion. Um, but the way I took it was under, you know, the Thursday post, ladies and gentlemen post, um, under important. That's where I kind of read it as well. I mean, if they're going to announce, Oh, my bad. You know, we messed up. Sorry. He gets his spot back Tuesday afternoon. I just thought, well, I'll just leave it the way it is. And if anything, it gives everybody an advantage, <laughs> you know, yeah. but obviously if somebody would have picked Ryan Blaney, like, the, like uh, we do have somebody picking Ryan Blaney this weekend. So Hello. Sen- <laughs> it, yeah. So if something happens, you know, with that or somebody else that somebody picks, then we'll have a, a, bit, a little bit bigger discussion. Well, let's and- tell you what, let's talk about right now. Because it's before it actually happens. So the Ryan Blaney thing happened. Uh, we kind of we really didn't say exactly what happened here. He finished what sixth or something. He finished somewhere up there. Yeah. And then he got the squalified Sunday night last place. Then Tuesday or Wednesday, I think somewhere Tuesday, in there. Yeah. Tuesday, NASCAR said, "Oh, we messed up in teching him. Here, here's a spot back. He gets a spot back with all the points. So then he went from out of the chase or out of the, the playoffs right now into the playoffs, and he's not in a desperate have to win situation to get in now. Now he just has to be consistent. Um, Great for him. It kind of screwed up our points a little bit. So what I think we should do in the future, because we really don't have a rule because it wasn't a precedent for this. We didn't know something like this was capable of happening. And when that happens, we just kind of have to make it, make it up on the fly like NASCAR does. (laughs) Um, When this happens in the future, if there's a disqualification that results in loss of position, last place, whatever, 
on Sunday night, but it gets rescinded on Tuesday. I feel like we need to go back because if NASCAR is giving back the position, it's not fair to our fantasy cup participants. If we don't let that position go back to, you know what I mean? Just yep. because just, just, just on that rare occasion where like this week, just leave it alone. It's fine. This week, just this week happened. We learned from it. We'll move on. Um, we learn from NASCAR, what I mean, because NASCAR just makes up their own rules like we do sometimes. Um, just because of how it happened this weekend, I'm just thinking ahead. You know what I mean? Like the same kind of deal. If something happens on a Tuesday that's not announced on Sunday night, leave it alone. Just leave it alone because that's not a direct result of a race disqualification there at the track. But if that happens at the track and it gets rescinded later, like I'm talking about within the week, you can't look at something two weeks, three weeks down the road. That's dumb. But if the end of, how about that? We make it a day by the end of Tuesday, since Tuesday's when this happens by like midnight, Wednesday morning, right? 1159 PM Tuesday. If NASCAR doesn't resend it, then it stands in our fancy cup. How about we do that? Okay. Yeah. Sounds good to me. You ain't got to type all that out. It, and you're, <laughs> cause I know you could think it's already like a 600 word essay. <laughs> yeah. It is. It really is. I understand. I understand. Um, but, I mean, you just got to kind of adapt to what they do because they're changing their, their minds on everything all the time. Mm-hmm. I know it's aggravating, man. I, I hear it in your voice. Oh, I, hear, I was. I <laughs> Dude, I almost ran out of whiteout, man. Like, <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. And then you tagged me in, and I was like, I'm not changing it. Like, <laughs> I'm not doing it. I mean, I mean, this year is bad enough. I was 17 people. And then next week, <laughs> next Check season, next, uh, next week, or next season, we're going to have, like, 25 people. Like, heck, yeah. no. No, we're going to figure this out, man. So, we need to find a spreadsheet or computer program. Yeah, <clears throat> to put our own uh, formulas in. Sorry, I am literally choking on a Coca Cola. <clears throat> I bet. I bet we can uh, figure out the sleeper app. That's uh, yeah. That's a joke. <laughs> that's a joke. I did um, something in that this week, and I don't know if it's going to be good or not. But I have two people that are out for the season now. Nice. And I definitely needed something, and one of them actually might end up working out for me this weekend. Julio Jones signed to the Eagles. I understand that he signed to a like a practice squad kind of thing. But now Devontae Smith is out with a hamstring. So all of a sudden I have Julio Jones. If I was thinking if Julio Jones doesn't end up working out, I'll have to I'll have to trade or not trade him, but but drop him and get somebody else, just somebody to give me points if he doesn't end up playing. But it looks like Julio Jones might actually get to play this weekend. <laughs> and I, I saw that and within an hour of seeing that, I got him. And anyway, yeah, I have a really good shot at actually winning this. I'm two and four in that league, man. I what are we talking stolen gimmicks? stolen gimmicks? Yes, yeah, I am also two and four. So with a win over me, yeah, that's right. I got a win over uh, Drew anyway. So that's good. I I think I'm facing Drew this week. Uh, he's got two. Uh, I hope he honestly. I hope he lights it up because I have his receiver. Well, he's—I mean—he's gonna <laughs> beat me into a pulp because my quarterback 
um, has a bye week. And when I went to go try to figure out how to switch quarterbacks, I don't have another quarterback. You didn't get more than one quarterback? I didn't. I'm very confident that I did. Um, I think I dropped him on by accident and Bill <laughs> grabbed him. And, and now it's I just, I go click on the, to replace him and it just says empty. So I'm kind of a setting duck this week and, you know, I'll let Drew have this one. You know, it's not that big of a deal. He was going to eat my dust anyways, but you mean you were going to eat his dust? No, he was he was going to eat my dust, and then I messed up, and now he, I'm going to uh-huh. eat his dust. So I'll I'll, I'll <laughs> you know whatever I'll, I'll give it to Drew. He he deserves he's a good guy, so I'll throw him a bone every once in a while. Oh goodness. Anyway, uh, let's move on. Let's keep talking about uh, Vegas here. So, what well, the whole point? I was talking about Riley Hurts, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the whole point of that was uh the Kyle Larson spinning and bumping that right rear a little bit. Right. Yeah. Do you feel like that? I mean, tires aside, do you feel like that might have given him a little bit of an arrow advantage considering these panels don't, they don't uh, stay bent that often. So when you happen to hit it hard enough and it doesn't, doesn't really do any internal damage to the car, but it flattens that panel a little bit with adding a little bit more downforce as you go through the corners on the right side. Do you feel like that might've given him a little bit of an arrow advantage at the end of the race? Oh, 100%. <laughs> when I was watching it, I was like, well, he's done for the day. Cause he's extremely lucky. He didn't break a, a bend a toe that, link. Or that's, something. that's the deal that you, that's why nobody like nobody actually wants to, to tap anything in these cars because you don't right. flatten panels anymore. You break toe links. Yeah. And yeah. if he would have broke that toe link, he, he would have been done. Like, it's whatever. Um, but I kept my eye on him. I was like, because after they showed the replay, I was like, man, that was a real, that wasn't a save. Like, I don't think Kyle Larson saved his race car. I think the wall saved it for him. Mm-hmm. And yep. he gathered it up. But I thought it was astonishing that he continued to lead despite having the rear uh, damage and ended up winning the stage one. But this, the spin, the almost spin happened during stage two, but he went on to win stage two and then he ended up winning the race. So it was a, a max day point for max point day for uh, Kyle Larson at Vegas. So that's, but to answer your question, absolutely. After I realized he didn't damage the toe link, I was like, oh man, he's, he's blazing now. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I love a good conspiracy. I love me a good conspiracy, especially when there might be some like, like there's some legs to it. You know what I mean? Like, like you, you look at some of these really off the wall ones, you know, and it like, like something like flat earth or something stupid like that. And you're like, ah, you know, like I want to, I want to look at the evidence and stuff because nobody, none of us really know. How do we know? Have we ever been up in space and saw the big circle? No. Or the oval, as you put it, one day on this. Episode. Yeah, yeah. I was on the uh, Oval Earth. <laughs> yeah, the Oval Earthers. No, uh, we've never seen that. We have to take other people's word for it. You know, we have to look at computer-generated images on on TV and say, "Oh, yeah, okay, it's round." But we don't know. But in in your mind, you're like, "I'm smart enough to notice this Earth isn't flat. I'm smart enough for that." All right, it makes too much sense for it to be round, and 
that's I'm not saying I'm a flat earther. Please, I'm don't I am not a flat earther. I You're enjoy earther. I'm an oval earther. <laughs> Just like me. A tribal earther. Um that's hard to say. Um I I love looking at the different uh I love looking at the arguments, right? I, I love uh, looking at all the uh, evidence to completely back the conspiracy itself. And then some of it being like, there's a ting of truth to that. Yeah. Like just a little bit of truth to that. And I can see how somebody could grab onto that and base their whole reality of the subject around that, that truth, you know, and start manipulating other things to, to work with that truth that they know. Right. Um, Alex Bowman spun that car intentionally so Kyle Larson could get tires and not lose any time. 100%. Yes, he did. Yeah. <laughs> like, absolutely. Like, as soon as I saw the 48 spinning, I was like, oh, there it is. Yeah. Like, helping. He's not in the points. Yeah. Kyle Larson is, and he had a good day going. It's like, well, the, I mean, it was literally within like two laps of him hitting the wall. Right. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> Like one, I don't think, uh, I don't know why I thought that immediately. As soon as I saw the, the 48 spinning, I was like, Oh, well, how well, was that? Well, yeah. But, and, and look at all the tire issues, right? Oh yeah. Tire issues all over the place. It was a right rear, right rear on every single car went out. But anybody that had a tire issue was right rear. And it was mostly on Chevy's, right? So yeah. mostly all the Chevy's had right rear issues. And I think that's what they thought it was initially wrong with Larson. Turns out, I think he just got loose, yeah. but he really screwed up his tires doing that because he was in a full spin for a minute. So his tires were shot. They were already bad anyway, after about, you know, 30 laps or so. But after a, after like a full spin, you could tell he was completely off the pace after that. So what happens? Oh no, I blew a tire and he spins out and hits the wall at Bowman. And did you notice how exaggerated his wreck looked? It, when I tried to wreck, in a video game, right? I'll like hit the wall off the corner, spin out, go through the grass, come back out onto the track, go back out to the grass, drive all the way down to the inside and hit the inside wall. You know, something crazy. I'll hit everything I can. If I'm trying to wreck. That's what he did. He looked like he was trying to wreck on a video game. Hmm. The way he did it. Did you, I mean, did you notice that he spun out off the corner, went down into the grass, almost came back out in front of everybody and then steered it back away from it, down into the grass. And for some reason, he was still out, completely out of control after going that far down through the grass, and he hit the inside wall. Yeah, I didn't catch that. <laughs> I did not he catch did, that. Go back and watch his wreck. He did so much junk. It looked like a video game. Like you were intentionally trying to wreck and cause a caution or just to mess up and have mess around and have fun. And, you know, for some reason, why do I think that I, in my show notes and I deleted it before I sent it to you. Um, for some reason I thought his spot, like when he spun, he took himself out. Like he backed it into the fence or something. Um, but he, I guess he finished third and I don't remember that at all. <laughs> well, they, um, I don't remember him finishing third. Did he wind up making it back up there to finish third? Man, these cars are crazy. I guess. I mean, that did it's happen in stage two. These cars are crazy. I mean, you can yeah. you can hit the mess out of something, don't even touch nothing, like nothing on the car, and it just keeps going. Or you can barely tap a, one little certain part of the car, and the whole car shot, and you have to go to the garage. <laughs> you know what? I 
Yeah. Okay. So I have the. Uh, okay. It did okay. not finish third. I don't think so because no, I, I. It didn't make any sense, but I was gonna go with you because I don't have the run. I figured you knew. Okay. Well, that makes way more <laughs> sense because what I'm looking at, I am looking at the race results from March, mm. not from October. So, <laughs> if you give me one second, I I, I'm sure it was in the 30s or 20s because I'm I'm fairly confident that he DNF'd. He didn't finish. Yeah, well, he he was stuck on the inside. Yeah, and uh, he couldn't go. He was stuck on the inside wall. He couldn't go. And Junior actually, you know, because they were talking about, oh, he blew another tire, you know, like everybody else. And then they looked at us like, what? Right, right, tires up. <laughs> yeah, Kyle Bush finished third. I don't know why I'm thinking that. Let's see. Alex Bowman finished 35th. DNF. Wow. So I knew I knew that didn't sound right. <laughs> almost 34th, too. Yeah. Well, almost 34th, but they took that Blaney penalty back. Yeah. Man. Oh, well. Next time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so you're you're with me. Yes. A good conspiracy, especially a NASCAR conspiracy. That's, you know. <laughs> yes, I am right there with you. I'm tracking with you. Um, one thing that I am tracking as well is the playoffs after the uh, Las Vegas race, which uh, right now, obviously, with Kyle Larson, he is no longer on the bubble. He is automatically going to phoenix he is he is in he is one of my picks for the rest of the year i still have one kyle larson pick left there you go um yeah i think uh and you know the last time this happened where somebody won the the opening race to round of eight and had two weeks to focus on phoenix last year joey logano and he ended up winning the championship don't don't spoil where i'm picking kyle larson at well (laughs) you know um so i don't think that many people have kyle larson left to pick yeah, I I don't I have uh I picked I'm picking Tyler Reddick this weekend and then I'm using the same driver for the next two weeks. Um and I think it it'll it'll rival the number five for sure. Okay. But uh speaking of the five, he is automatically in uh the next two weeks. He does not have to worry, he does not have to stress, he wants to get playoff points, you know, which I don't I don't well, I mean at this point, if you're already in the championship four, the championship four race, the Stages don't matter. Like there's no stage points or anything on the final no, race. It's, it's all reset on the final race. Um, I think he's yeah, I saw the quote that you're looking at right there where he said talks about he wants to he wants to win every stage by like whatever 10 five, 10 seconds, whatever it was he said. Um I think mostly he just he just wants to win it all. Yeah. Like he doesn't care who cares about the stage points, right? He just like yeah, I'm just gonna show that I'm I'm gonna win all this. I'm I'm winning everything. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's his mentality right now. So you know what? Go for it. What the heck? Yeah. Um. So Kyle Larson, obviously, we've said it four times now. He does mm-hmm. not have to worry about nothing. He doesn't necessarily have to worry about stage points or anything for the next two weeks. He can take his focus, his team's focus, and start focusing on Phoenix because he could DNF the next two weeks and he is perfectly fine. He is still racing for a championship. Those who are still trying to get that opportunity to race for a championship, William Byron, who is in second, Martin Truex Jr. is in third, Denny Hamlin is now the bubble driver. He is in fourth, uh, fifth, looking on the outside, looking in, Christopher Bell, sixth is Tyler Reddick, Ryan Blaney is seventh, and Chris Busher is setting eighth. Um, Okay, 
we got two races left. Who who is the last person in and who's the first person out? Oh man! Like I'm, uh, when it comes to Phoenix, who's going to be the last person in and the first person out? Well, Kyle Larson's first person in. You know what I mean. I'm not talking about like fourth and fifth. Okay. Who's going to be um, the last person to get in and who's going to be the first person to be out? Like, like who barely makes it in and who barely makes it out? Mm. Oh, man. I wish I didn't delete that <laughs> photo that I just had. <laughs> My goodness. This is a... We are going to get back on track here. Let me see. Um, let's see. Uh, William Byron, I think, is a, a good... Uh, you know what? I don't know. I want to say think Byron's solid. I think Byron's going to be like second, second. Yeah. Third. I'm going to say, oof. I don't know. As my, my washer and dryer, I don't know if you can hear that. I'm sure it doesn't come up on the audio. If the dog barking dog, probably not, probably not. It's bothering me though. We left the bathroom door wide open. So I'm just getting a whole earful of just my washing machine. Um, I'm going to say, huh? I want to, you know what I'm going to say? I'm going to say Christopher Bell makes it in. Martin mm-hmm. Truex Jr. does not. I say it's going to be Larson, Byron, Bell, and Truex. With Hamlin being fifth. Byron, Bell, Truex. Oh, wow. Really? I just, That's... Hamlin, I just, it, 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 it isn't meant to be, man. <laughs> Not this it, time. No, it just period. It's not meant to be. It's not gonna happen. All right. It just it won't. I mean, just like you know, I, I declared Martin Truex was never gonna win another race last year. Yeah. And he's won like three or four cents. But this Hamlin thing is not gonna happen, man. If you say so. If you say so. I just I feel like there's gonna be something. Just did you see you remember the way it played out last year? Something's gonna yeah. happen and it's gonna knock him out like right at the last minute. Yeah, that's very possible for sure. Um, last year, you're never gonna top last year, you're never gonna top Martinsville last year. Yeah, I mean, that what a- <laughs> oh, you're talking about Ross Chastain. I'm talking about yeah, Mr. Bell and a must win, even that in the must win situation for the 20 that knocked the 11 out. Yeah, if the 20 hadn't have done that, the 11 still would have made it in. Yeah, and Ross Chastain wouldn't have had to do that wall ride thing. He would have made it in. Yeah, but Bell was winning. <laughs> yeah, that that's it. If Bell hadn't have absolutely had to win that race to get in, then Chastain would have got in without having the wall ride because yeah. he would have finished fourth. But yeah, <laughs> you're never going to top that that race. You're never going to top the end of that race. Like I know Martinsville Racing on this 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 particular car is not excellent right now but you're never going to top that race the end of it as far as a championship going into the last race never going to happen i just yeah. wish that i just wish that more more would have uh more would have came from it yeah i understand that for sure <laughs> two what is it 235 feet is that what 235 feet for rasha saying when not winning the championship Oh, are we talking about what are we talking about? Are you talking about Phoenix? <laughs> I, I thought we were talking about Ross Chastain barely making it in, barely making it in at Martinsville. Yeah, yeah, 
I don't I don't know the two hundred thirty five feet feet thing. He he lost the championship by two hundred thirty five feet. Well, that's at Phoenix. I know. I'm not talking. No, no, I'm not. I, I, okay, I know what you're saying. I'm not talking about Ross Chastain's actual last race Wall because right. he still finished second in the championship. Right. I mean, that's excellent. Yeah. yeah. I'm talking about NASCAR as a whole. Oh, okay. Nothing came out of that. They were viral for like a week or two. Oh, yeah, yeah, I see. And nothing came out of it. Ratings actually were down at Phoenix the next week as opposed to the year before. Well, I know why. You know why. Phoenix sucks. It does. <laughs> but you figure somebody would want to come over here and see what the heck was going on with, with the Chastain thing. Yeah. I mean, they just saw that little 10-second clip on TikTok. Yeah. That just blew everybody's mind because it didn't, look, didn't even look real. But anyway, we can talk about that in a couple of weeks because they're going back there in two weeks. Yes. Uh, no, next week, actually. Well, home because it's Thursday. Oh, well, yeah, I guess so. So, yeah, basically uh, like 10 days, not even not even uh, two weeks. Um, let's take a break real quick and then we'll keep uh, keep on going. And I think that's pretty much it about the Vegas. Yeah. Race, right. Is there anything else you can think of specifically with Vegas? Uh, I mean, if you, if you didn't catch it, Kyle Larson ended up winning the race, mm -hmm. uh, which we, you know, after that incredible save or whatever. Um, uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it, man. All right. Um, we'll take a break and we're going to come back and we're going to go over the fantasy cup and preview Miami a little bit. And, um, on the way to the break, when I talked about, uh, skinny mixes.com, I just posted something on the soda hunter, not soda hunter. <laughs> in the marbles Twitter account. And I posted three pictures of not only fall, um, like pumpkin flavored kind of, you know, dip variations of pumpkin flavored, uh, skinny mixes for coffees, but also a witch's brew margarita mix and Christmas flavors are out now like sugar cookie. And, um, Oh, it's in a picture and I just lost it. Um, sugar cookie, eggnog, and I think gingerbread is what I have. I could be wrong about oh. this one. But those coffee syrups are out now. And like I said, I just posted those. You can see them on the In the Marbles Twitter account. Check out skinnymixes.com. You can get any of those flavors and any other basic flavors also. So many flavors. I don't even know how many there are. Had to be at least 30 or 40 flavors on this website. Not to mention all the cocktail mixes and things like that. But if you go to skinnymixes.com and use code MARBLES at checkout, you'll get 10% off your first order. So check it out, skinnymixes.com. The following announcement has been paid for by the Pulling Up a Chair podcast. Tim here, host of the Pulling Up a Chair with a Chair Shop podcast. If you're a fan of wrestling figures and the artists that take them to the next level, then I've got a favor to ask of you. Come check out my podcast, Pulling Up a Chair. Each episode, I sit down and talk to figure customizers, figure photographers, set builders, figure collectors, podcasters, and even pro wrestlers. Just search out Pulling Up a Chair with a Chair Shot wherever you get your podcasts, and I hope you'll join me next time right here on Pulling Up a Chair. Hey, we're live, pal, and we'd love for you to come check out our podcast, Tales from the Estate. 
Each week, we talk about our top five favorite somethings. My beautiful wife, Caitlin, likes to share all sorts of random facts. Yeah. Did you know that cows have accents? We did now. But we also review all sorts of snacks and other great things. And so if you love everything random, I think you'd enjoy Tales from the Estate. So come check us out. Yeah. Okay, thanks. Bye. Hi, I'm AJ. I'm Tyler. And I'm Ryan. And we're Three Brews Podcast. We're a show where us three brothers sit down to talk about brews and everything else. Check out our website, threebrewspodcast.com, and follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcast. All right, so let's get into the Fantasy Cup a little bit. Um, yeah, we had a we had some winners this week. We got a prize announcement going on. So um, I'll let uh, Ethan tell us all about this stuff. Yeah, so uh, to kind of piggyback on what we were talking about last season, uh, last week, uh, last episode, we have yet to decide on a championship title yet. Uh, that's just it's probably going to be an off season thing, just because of how mm. busy you know both Soda and I are right now. Um, but and we got to kind of get everybody together on it too. And I, you know, I mean, we talked about it, and I have had I think one person um, say he would be in, he'd be interested. One out of seventeen people. Um, I need I need a little bit more help here, guys. So if we can figure that out, uh, just send you know either the the podcast show a message, a DM, or you can send Soda a message or me a message or whatever you want to do. Just reach out to us. Let us know if you're interested in doing that. Um, really fast. <clears throat> Homestead this weekend will be a prize race. So uh, the winner of this race will obviously. Um, if there's more than one winner, we'll put them in a hat. Or if it's just two, then we'll flip a coin, whatever. Uh, but the winner of this race will receive a NASCAR Authentics 2019 Wave 9 NASCAR Xfinity Series Chase Briscoe diecast and the uh, 2019 Chase Briscoe NASCAR Xfinity Series 124 scale ARC diecast to match it. So really excited about that. I have it right here next to me. Um, Last week's winners, uh, we had Jody and Josh. And Josh, he was like, hey, man, I'm Josh is the one that donated the prize. So he was like, no, nah, take me out of it. So that automatically gave Jody his first prize race win. Um, Jody, I have not forgotten about you. <laughs> I promise you. <laughs> you live in Canada, pal. And shipping a little box internationally, it it's hassling. <laughs> actually I've, I've i've done it yes at least it doesn't go across seas yeah good lord um yeah which is totally fine um oh yeah just it's been a very very hectic uh week at work so i have yet to get over to the post office to get that sent out to you um definitely hopefully tomorrow i can Try to leave work a little bit earlier um, just to get that sent out to you. And as soon as I do, Jody, I will send you the tracking information just so you can track it the whole way. And let me just pull up the points really fast. So after Las Vegas, uh, there was really like not very many moves in the point standings, actually. So uh, Justin, he he's still solid at 106 points. I think that's what it was last week was 106 points so he's just he's on cruise control for the next three weeks so the uh, uh the the cutoff now is 120 
as like the most you can possibly gain on somebody. So anybody over 120, they're out. Yeah. So that means it's a two man fight. And yep. it's going to be Justin versus Matt. Uh, Matt is second. He's at 106 points back. Uh, Nicole's third. Drew is fourth. RJ's fifth uh, with four wins now. Uh, Rock is sixth. John is seventh. Josh with three wins uh, is at eighth. Jessica has fallen all the way down to ninth. Tim is still setting solid in tenth. Billy is 11th. Soda, you're still 12th. I'm still 13th. Caitlin is 14th. Joe is 15th. Jody is 16th. And Ryan is still holding it down at 17th. Man, I was in the top three for a long time. Yeah. It's just I had three bad races and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Never again. Um, so that leads us to the main event of uh, this episode, which uh, we've been teasing it for, what, three weeks now. Uh, the 2024 Daytona 500 prize for the In the Marbles Fantasy Cup. I am really excited about this. Do you want Do you want to announce it? You go ahead. You go ahead, man. This is your deal. Man. I uh, And normally, like, with prizes, like, it, I'll try to stay out of it if I'm the one, like, if if I'm the one providing it, I'll try to stay out of it. Not this time. Uh-uh. No, no, no. This is not really my style of diecast. But once I got it in hand, I said, ooh, daddy needs a new diecast. So I am in it. But uh, So here's the announcement. 2024 Daytona 500 prize. You will receive a 1981 Daytona 500 Richard Petty 124 scale ARC diecast car. How awesome is that? Oh, 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 by the way, it's autographed by Richard Petty himself. <laughs> How awesome is that? And this thing, man, I opened it. Uh, it's beautiful. It is beautiful. And the, the autograph, it comes with a COA. No worries. It's the real thing. We would mm-hmm. never do that. We would never do our, our list. Oh, yeah. Dirty it came like straight that. from Lionel. Yes, it came straight from Lionel. Um, I'm really excited about this. And 1981 is just a different style of, of uh, body, obviously. But I yeah. am, I am in it. I am in it's it. To the, win. Uh, it's the very beginning of the metric chassis. The yes. the big boxy uh, early 80s to late 80s Monte Carlo Buick Regal Grand Prix kind of cars. You see everywhere on dirt tracks nowadays. Yes, I, oh my gosh, this thing, like the tires are completely uh, fully posable. Um, the hood comes up, the whole thing, man, it is sharp looking. And that di- or that uh, autograph, Richard Petty has the best NASCAR autograph of all time. His, he does. Legible, he does. You, you know it's, you know, you can read who it is. Like, I mean, it is, it is fantastic. And I'm really excited to add that to my diecast collection after my pick wins the Daytona 500. So, well, you haven't said what's going to happen in Martinsville, but that's the one I'm really aiming for. Yeah. But and yes, I, I really do want this one too. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I, uh, I think I'm going <laughs> to, I think I'm going to add myself to that prize as well <laughs> for Martinsville. Cause <laughs> the more I'm looking at it, the more I'm like, Ooh, we man. got guys, y'all don't know. We have, no, I mean, y'all know about the petty one here. Yeah, We yeah. have two, two of the next uh four races if you count next year right like this this race is a pretty it's a good price it's a good price the martinsville one is outstanding i don't know what you if you have anything in plant mind for phoenix i don't know i do yep okay and the daytona is an outstanding price it's probably the best prize we've obviously it's the best prize we've ever given away 
Right. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, it's still out there, you know, because it is a free league. I'm just saying, if anybody does want to contribute, maybe uh, purchase a shirt. We do get that directly, and it helps the podcast. Um, buy something from SkinnyMixes.com. That way you get something in return for this uh, on top of the, you know, I'm not, I'm not begging for money because we're fine. I'm not asking for money. I'm just saying if you do feel led to contribute to the prize pools here, because you see what we're capable of here, you know, and this is all for free. If you do feel like, and you're, you're playing in this league and you want to contribute to it, feel free. You know, we're, you can absolutely do that. And we understand why you would want to do that. I would want to do that personally. I'm not guilty. Nobody, you don't have to, I'm not saying that. Try, definitely not trying to guilt anybody into doing it. I'm just letting you know, if you would like to, uh, if you would like to be part of it, just let us know and we'll figure out a way to make that happen. Absolutely. And we will not ever look at anybody differently. If, if no, you don't want no, no. to, or you can't, that's totally, it's fine a free league. Again. Exactly. If, if, if that was the case, we would make people like chip in five or $10 per spot or something. Yeah. But we're, we're not, not doing that. that. No, no, I got a, I got a trophy ready to go to Justin here in three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Unless somebody accidentally smudges the numbers a little bit, you know, <laughs> I know a guy. So, Ethan Chambers is going to win everything. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, dude, I'm really excited about, um, the, like you said, the next few, the next few weeks, um, especially next week at, uh, or this, wait, what am I talking? Yeah. Homestead. Yeah. I'm really excited about Homestead. Um, and to kind of try to segue into our next top five tales to watch this weekend at Homestead. Do you have a top five? Um, I can come up with one. Cool. Do you have any honorable mentions? No. Good. I'll I'll do my honorable mentions and I'll let you kind of get a little bit more time. Um, really fast, man. The only honorable mentions I have is Toyotas are really good at mile and a half. Uh, I said that last week and a Chevy one. So don't listen to me at that one at all. Um, but the next one I have is I feel like it's going to be a, a grip versus momentum <clears throat> type of racetrack. So the momentum uh, is right up next to the wall. You're going to hear a lot mm -hmm. of uh, wall riders. Not like the Ross saying at Martinsville, but like right as close rim as riders. rim riders. Yeah. Rim riders. That's it. Yeah. Wall riders is Mar is Martinsville Ross name. That's yeah. That's rim rider yeah. is, is like Kyle Larson or uh, who else would always hang it real high out there. Greg Biffle would do that a lot too. With Tyler Reddick. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's a few drivers that love to go right out there against the wall and put cigarette paper between them and the wall, you know, just, yeah you just I mean, can't even can't even get any closer there's a lot of people that love to do that yeah uh so it's definitely that's where the momentum is so if you're if you have a good handling race car like you want to be right i mean as close to the wall as you possibly can because that will take all the downforce down the, the straightaways and homestead is what we call a, a, a true oval uh so it doesn't have any sort of you know uh tri um, triangles Triovals, anything like that. It's just straight. no dog legs, nothing. It's just yeah. two, two turns and two straights. So momentum is going to be an absolute must. But if you don't have the best handling race car, there's also grip. So the white line, I don't know if it's white or yellow, at the bottom of the racetrack, separating the apron from the race sur racing surface, uh, there's going to be like a white or a yellow painted line. Watch that because that paint 
has a lot of grip to it. So if your race car is way too loose, way too tight, whatever the case may be, you will see a lot of drivers putting their left side tires down into that paint, and that'll help them rotate into the turn. So uh, it's going to be grip versus momentum for sure. So I don't really have a specific top five as far as drivers or what to watch this weekend, but I do have a top five. I'm just going to kind of go through and make up about about the track itself you know maybe i don't know but you'll see like like number five here this is my favorite track to race that's not like daytona and talladega this is my favorite track to race on any video game it, it straight up is wow because the the sweeping corners you can run anywhere you want to it's a true oval. You don't have to worry about the the dog leg in the middle, yeah. or anything like that. You don't you don't have to worry about the sharp corners and you know maybe clipping the grass at Charlotte or Texas or something like that you, or Atlanta. You don't have to worry about any of that. Nice wide corners, progressive banking, fast fast on top and fast on bottom, depending on how your car's driving. And it reminds me of old school Atlanta. Yeah, that's my number five. Yeah, absolutely. My number five to piggyback off that, um, I I to all drivers, uh, Martin Truex Jr. is my number five. I put desperate. Uh, mm-hmm. He can he cannot continue finishing fifteenth. He needs to get it in gear, or he can just lose the opportunity to race for a championship. End uh, end of story. It's it's put up or shut up at this point, right? Like you can you can sit here and talk about you know the last six weeks have been miserable for you time for talking is over true x needs to put that thing in gear and get going if he wants to race for a championship and my number four will be watch the moments at this track because this track it tends to give so many really really cool moments like the closest championship in nascar history that literally ended in a tie happened at this track yes Kurt Busch won his very first, his, his only cup championship, and he lost a wheel coming off turn four right as he was going to pit road. Like the wheel came off and went to the racetrack, and he hit pit road. Like he was just inches away from hitting the wall when that wheel came out. He come into he come into the pits, went ahead, made his pit stop. The caution came out because the wheel went out on the racetrack, <laughs> and he was able to go back out there, and he won the championship. And Lord knows we can't forget Truex, I'm not Truex, uh, Carl Edwards having the championship in the bag. And then they throw a caution for debris on the back straight away. And all the, they all get wadded up into turn one on the restart. You know, we, we can't forget about stuff like that. Yeah. This track 100% should be the last race. 100%. It not only is it, it, it reminds me it's, it's, really really close i think it's just it's very similar to the way the old atlanta track was before they reconfigured it in 1997 um very very similar and i feel like that style of track lends itself better to championship races that's yeah just my personal feeling i'll talk about that with more more about phoenix when that comes up but i feel this should be the last race go ahead yeah, I, I'm more partial. I would love to see a championship being decided at Kansas Speedway. That's just me being biased, <laughs> uh, completely biased. But I'm, yeah, I'm right there with you. I think this it's definitely kinda, should be kind of cold up there, isn't it? Late November. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. It is. There's a reason why they happen, you know, this late in the year in Miami or Phoenix. Well, <laughs> you know, I can keep dreaming if I want to. So, <laughs> uh, my number four to watch this weekend, Christopher Bell. So I put uh, Rim Rider. <clears throat> it is a Rim mm-hmm. Rim Right. I got to be real careful with that. Uh, <laughs> dirt. And you know what? You're going to hear a lot of uh, the term dirt tracker as well. Uh, I feel like this racetrack tends to lean more towards dirt trackers. Uh, it'll. I mean, obviously, the longer the race goes, the slicker the race surface will uh, will get, and that's going to play a big, heavy role into the dirt racers. So Christopher Bell. Mm-hmm. He's not in a must-win situation at all, but he needs to also uh, <laughs> he also needs to figure it out. You know, uh, he obviously has this week and then Martinsville, but uh, you know, you want to you want to be secure, so you want to you want to win, you know, first or win often, so you don't have to you know stress when it comes down to the wire. Oh yeah. Um, let me think. Like I said, I'm just making this up as I go because I really did not plan anything. I do think we need to start watching Penske. Just Penske in general. I think, you know, Blaney's coming on right here at the end. Logano looked like he was coming on right here at the end too. You know, I just feel like we need to start watching some of the Penske drivers. Nobody in you know, specifically, but I don't know. Just something tells me that's why one of my picks got changed to this weekend. I was going to do something differently with my picks, but I got Ryan Blaney this weekend. I feel like Ryan Blaney is the man that you really need to pay attention to this weekend. And the only reason why I'm picking him this weekend and not uh, Larson is because I only have one more pick with Larson. I really feel like Larson goes somewhere else. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah, I get it. Um, all my money is on Austin Cindric. If we're talking Penske, uh, that hey, is, it worked with me. Yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, it did, didn't it? I picked him uh, one time. Try it again next season. <laughs> I, I dare you. Um, hey, but that's the fun part about Daytona. You never know what's going to happen. Uh, my number three, I put Kevin Harvick. Um, zero momentum. The dude, I mean zero momentum and some of my picks it's not necessarily oh he's gonna win he has a possibility of winning he has a possibility of winning some of these you know uh tales to watch people are moving chicanes and i feel like that's what harvick has been um literally all season uh but i thought it was really interesting how this the namesake of this race is the 400 or uh forever 400 so even though I said uh, no momentum, but can he win his namesake race? He has, I mean, massive hills to climb if he if he's going to do that. But man, if there's any race, if there's literally any race that Kevin Harvick wants to win, it's going to be this one. My number two is going to be Kyle Busch. Last two races, that was he have a second and a third? Yes, sir. Dude, I... If there's any race, he if he's going to win a race at the end of this year, it's going to be this one. I don't see him winning Martinsville, and I don't see him winning Phoenix because you know who wins Phoenix. The champion wins Phoenix. That, yeah. There's, I will get into that at Phoenix. I, there's a conspiracy theory there, too. Absolutely. But, um, he's not going to win Phoenix, and I do not see him winning Martinsville. Just the, I just don't see it. But he could win this one. Yeah. It, it, this, if it's going to happen again at the end of the year, right here, it's going to be this race. So watch Kyle Busch. 
Absolutely. He's won here three times, one in 2009, 2015, and 2020, or in 2019, all for championships. So he definitely knows how to get it done. <laughs> My number two uh, is going to be Kyle Larson. I said big momentum driver. He's a rim rider, dirt tracker. Uh, doesn't have to stress. Like we were talking about earlier, he has two weeks more than anyone else to focus and study and prepare for the championship race at Phoenix. He has no stress. He can go out there and, and just focus on winning. That's all he has to do. And if you put Kyle Larson in a situation where you say, hey, man, we're not point racing. We're not position racing. We just want to go win the race. I'm going to put a lot of money on Kyle Larson. Yeah, that's my number one. Kyle Larson's my number one. Just because if there's one guy out there that could realistically win every single race the rest of the year, it's going to be Kyle Larson. I mean, straight up, you you can't go wrong yeah. picking him at any track. The rest of the year. oh yeah, he's no. he's going to lead. He's going to win stages, and he's probably he's probably going to win at least one of these before we get to Phoenix. So that's my number one. Also, go go for it. Well, that's a really hard argument to top. Uh, the only reason why Kyle Larson is not my number one is because of the guy that I'm picking this week, uh, Tyler Reddick. Um, <laughs> Tyler Reddick, the the only note that I said is he's right up against the wall. He's a rim rider. He's a dirt track. Uh, no, he's not a dirt tracker. <laughs> Reddick's not a dirt uh, dirt tracker, but he does drive a Toyota, and Toyotas know how to get it done at mile and a half. Uh, the only reason that I picked him over Kyle Larson is that he is driving a Toyota, which obviously I said you better watch out for Toyotas last week. Kyle Larson won, so. Uh, don't listen to me, but Tyler Reddick is, <laughs> is my pick to win. Uh, number one, tails to watch for this weekend. Not a traditional mile and a half, though. It's a traditional right. oval, but it's not a traditional mile and a half according to current, like, later NASCAR standards. Very you know, true. so that the, the simplistic nature of this racetrack makes it so unique in today's NASCAR. I love it. <laughs> it's so old school of a track that it's completely unique and different nowadays, you know, and that is awesome. This is why it's one of my yeah. favorite tracks. I hate that we only go here. I think we only go here once a year now, right? Yes. Just what a waste. What a waste, man, man. Oh, okay. I think that's going to do it for the show. Unless you got something else you can think of that we want need to talk about before we get into the podcast drafting partners. Well, really fast. I just want to, you know, you're going to hear this name a lot next season. Uh, our good friend Greg, he is going to join our Fantasy Cup next season. Uh, he just lost his cat, his beloved cat. Um, I sympathize with him a lot. I'm not a cat guy, but I am a dog guy. And if anyone follows my social media, you know how important apollo is to me he's my best friend i <laughs> i put myself i am a glutton for punishment so i'll put myself like in the mindset of like the day's coming right where apollo's not oh, yeah. here anymore yeah, yeah and i cry myself to sleep at that thought <laughs> so i can only imagine what craig is going through so thoughts prayers to to him and, and his whole family i really truly from an animal lover I didn't hurt those dogs, I promise. Like from last week, I really promise. <laughs> they sure are uh, quiet tonight, though, aren't they? Mm -hmm. Listen, that rap was baby. <laughs> um, no, but honestly, uh, I, I really do hope that Greg can find a little bit of peace in the next few months and 
you know, weeks, however he needs to heal. So thoughts and prayers to him. And that's all I got. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I do like cats. I like, I personally like cats better than dogs, but you know, everybody, you know, teach their own, I guess. Um, I, I, you know what? You're a cat guy, not a dog guy. I knew there was a reason I didn't like you. <laughs> you jerk. Um, I, I have had dogs that I really, really like. And then, but most of them to me are like, God, y'all are so annoying. Can't y'all just go off and do your own thing like cats do? Just, just be over there and sleep for 15 hours a day and just, you know, catch them, catch the rats and stuff, you know, around that. That's, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. But, uh, I've always been a, my, 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 my mom always had like cats growing up. So I just grew up with more cats than dogs. That's all it is. We would have like one dog to like four or five cats or something, you know? So it was like, honestly, it was a whole lot more than that, but I'm not getting into that. That's the side of my life that nobody needs to know about right now. Um, let's go into the podcast. Drafting part. <laughs> uh, about, right. yeah, Greg, I, I feel for you. I understand completely. I completely understand that. So I, I really do feel for you. Um, we're going to go to the podcast draft and partners and go ahead and get out of here, man. Roughly an hour. Yeah. yeah. We'll start off with the fully posable wrestling figure podcast and also a side project from Scott on that show, the drunk wrestling history uh, podcast. And um, doing the favor is now over with three brews. They have a, uh, you can find them on that feed. It's called uh, brewing the favor. Am I correct? I think that's right. Yes, you are correct. Yep. And um, it'd either be Eric or Barry on there. I haven't heard them both at the same time yet. I think that's coming, though. You, you would hope. You would hope. Uh, Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. They put out something weekly now. I mean, they're always putting something out. And um, also, uh, Howling with the Wolf with Jason Wolf and his chop shop. And he's got some great, great things coming and he's he, he thinks he found a, a new way of doing a really specific thing that you'll see probably zombie or cello copy pretty soon i'm sure because they copy all his stuff um just excellent work i have so many of his custom hasbros it's incredible things he does um magic in the mouse is now anyone can cook podcast and youtube channel where you can uh you can listen to some Disney news and also watch uh, Disney world news specifically and watch these guys. The, uh, this couple try to recreate Disney world dishes at home where you can follow along and you can do it yourself. So really fun stuff. Uh, who do you got, Ethan? Well, first off, I'm upset. Mm. I'm upset, <laughs> man. Uh, you know, as everyone knows, I work at Walmart and Walmart uh, never really cared if we had our headphones in. Um, unfortunately for me, I have to carry a, I have to have a radio in one ear. And so as of today, they announced that nobody can have headphones anymore. So that really, I mean, I was causing a stink about it all day. I was really upset um, because that's, you know, when I'm at work, I, I can throw on you know, three brews or I can throw on stolen gimmicks or fully posable. That's where I listen to my podcast. So now, um, uh, I'm not allowed to do that. So, uh, I, I'm going to get really far behind. I already am really far behind on podcasts from like the SmackDown trip. And I, I didn't work. Um, uh, I think I, I had a short week last week, so didn't really listen to, you know, podcasts. So I'm, I'm hopelessly behind and now with not being able to listen to my podcast at work, I'm going to be even more hopelessly confused, uh, uh, behind on podcasts. So it's 
pretty much I have to decide whether or not I'm going to uh, listen to my podcast at home while I, I ignore my family or just try to listen on a on a day off. So, uh, But unfortunately, my days off are Sundays, which is NASCAR days, and Mondays, I'll probably listen to a lot of uh, the podcasts and stuff on Mondays. So um, that's upsetting. But nevertheless, as always, Breaker and Bane's Power Hour should be coming back very soon. I was very upset. I did not get to run into Breaker at SmackDown in Tulsa. Um, I knew he was there, and I was looking all over the place, and I could not find him. Uh, probably should have just reached out and sent him a text message and said, hey, man, I'm, I'm over here. Uh, but we kind of talked about it last week. I'm not like the one I don't want to like reach out, you know, just in case Brian Bricker like secretly hates me, which I don't think is the <laughs> case, but hey, you never know. Um, so unfortunately, I didn't get to see him uh, or Bane. But uh, definitely go check out the archives of Breaker Brains Power Hour. It should be coming back very, very soon. I am extremely excited about that. Saturday morning, Rumble Wheel with Brian Breaker and Daniel Cross. TV Toycast with Brian Breaker and Jeff Toon filling in for Travis Fowler, our good friend Travis Fowler. Uh, I appreciate you, Travis. Uh, go listen to the archives. You know it's fake, right? Uh, where both Soda and I were uh, guests on that show. I know it's on sabbatical, but go listen to No Holds Bar with Bill Benis. Also, reffing it up with Brian Hebner. Stolen Gimmicks Pro Wrestling Podcast with Joe and Jordan. Still waiting on their commercial. Haven't forgot about it. Um, go listen to them. Uh, great show. Don't even have to watch wrestling anymore. And I think uh, uh, Joe, he's a Kansas City native. He's on Missouri side. I'm on the Kansas side. Uh, he went to AEW uh, in Kansas yeah. City yeah. last week or so. So heard about all that on, uh, I don't know if it was this week's episode or, or last week's episode, but it was really fun. Uh, you heard the commercial earlier. Go check out Tales from the Estate with Drew and Caitlin from Cameos from Rockin' with Cole. Uh, one of my absolute favorite podcasts of all time. Uh, just like Tales from the Estate, you also heard Pulling Up a Chair with our friend Tim at a Chair Shots commercial as well. Go check out that amazing podcast. And you also heard the commercial for Three Brews Podcast with Ryan, Ty, and AJ. What quickly becoming one of my favorites as well. So, and that's all I got. Um, shout out real quick to Drew. That dude literally listens to the show the second it drops. Yeah. <laughs> like I haven't even put it up yet. And he's already like, if when, and when I finally do put the uh, note up, cause I don't like putting the full note up at night. I like to wait until the next yeah. morning. More people see it and more people interact with it. I just, that's just what I do. I like to wait till about seven or eight the next morning but it could be uploaded at like nine or 10 o'clock at night. Some nights it's not tonight as right. we record. I'm going to wait until a uh, Friday evening to upload this one just timing wise, but it, w this one will be up. You'll be listening to this on Friday evening or Saturday morning. That's cool. But that dude will be like, Oh yeah, I've already listened to it. It's like, what? How, how'd you even know it was yeah. up? He's like, I, <laughs> I know it's up. <laughs> yeah. I guess he's got some notification that, that, that thing comes up. So, that was, that's really cool of him. Um, Three Brews, I heard a dang uh, happy birthday song to me and uh, a, a, a well wishes for my cruise coming up, <laughs> which they, they busted they busted him for saying that too. Saying, uh, like, he already been on his cruise and back. <laughs> awesome. Um, so, yeah, there was some fun fun things on some of the shows this week from, uh, from our friends. Um, I also think you pulled an Ethanism a little oh, bit ago. Yeah. What Ethan? is the, yeah. What is the, uh, 
what exactly is the built no horse no holes bar with Bill Venus on? Sabbatical. Sabbatical. Okay. You said sabbatical. Oh, and I, I thought that did. I thought you've been saying that forever, and I've just been missing it. It's like, okay, I'd say oh. that. Sabbatical, yeah. Sabbatical. I, it's a sabbatical. I think you did, but yeah. I I was just making sure hey. that I wasn't missing it because I should have been busting you for it the whole time. <laughs> I bet you everybody that's listening to this is rewinding right now to figure out what I exactly said. And I wish I could too, because now I'm interested. <laughs> You'll find out Friday night. Um yes, sir. I want to thank everybody for listening to this week's show. Please uh, rate and review follow us on all the social media platforms, uh, X and Instagram at in the marbles pod. You can find us on Facebook. You can email the show and in, in the marbles pod at gmail.com. Check out what and search, search by store in the top left corner, scroll down to in the marbles and you'll find our t-shirts. Great way of supporting the show. Another great way of supporting the show is going to skinny mixes.com using the code marbles at checkout for 10% off your first order. And before we get out of here, you got anything you want to add? As always, peace, love, and all of the above. And we'll see you next time in the marbles. <laughs> <laughs>